Coming up this week on Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, Faraday Future and Chevy show off their electric cars at CES, Model S now pulls into and out of your garage by itself, and much more. Chewy, we're home. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome back to Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast. It's episode 23. It's the first one of the year for 2016, January 10th, 2016 to be exact. My name is Ryan McCaffrey. Again, Happy New Year to you. I hope you all had a wonderful, restful holiday with friends, family, and uh, for many of you, your Teslas. Maybe some of you even got new ones. I appreciate all of you giving me a week off. Turned out to be a pretty quiet Tesla Newsweek anyway. Uh, I was in Arizona to visit my parents, had a nice relaxing visit to see them uh, over New Year's, so the, the back end of the uh, that two weeks. I also, uh, I did get to have the last car I drove in 2015 and the first car I drove in 2016 be a Model S, though not under great circumstances, not how I would want it to go. Uh, as I've mentioned on the show before, my cousin Pat in Arizona has an early build Model S. He'd been on the list since uh, for a little bit before the car had come out and you know whenever I do go visit he's usually very nice enough to uh, let me you know we go out for a drive together he lets me drive and we just uh, go 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 cruise somewhere. Well he unfortunately had a uh, suffered a broken leg shortly before the holidays and hadn't been able to drive the car and he literally had been telling me on on uh, on the phone or on text on before I came it's like you got to you got to take the car out cuz it's it's just sitting it's not doing anything so I said well I mean <laughs> sure I mean <laughs> I guess I'll help out but yeah I mean I, of course it would be much preferable if uh if he were 100% cuz it's going to be a little while before he can get back in his ass he's a very tall guy and uh, you know you you, you do kind of you do kind of have to get down into the S. It's it's a little sports car like in that regard. It's not um, you know the easiest thing, and it's more actually getting. He he said he's you know he, with his leg he he had a little trouble getting out of it. So he hasn't been driving it much, in fact at all. Uh, so he's recovering now. He's recovering wonderfully. That's the good news. The surgery went fantastically, but. Uh, so he was very nice to just give me the car for a little bit while I was there. And yeah, it was nice to take it, took it to Old Town Scottsdale for dinner on New Year's Eve. If any of you folks, any of you listeners are in Arizona and uh, and then on over to Tempe for some for New Year's Eve action. But uh, yeah, man, oh, it always feels so good to be in that car. Just uh, I don't I don't even want to get into I don't even want to get started again. <laughs> so I'll just get myself all wound up. But it's as always. It's always I, I'm always a little sad, just that that sort of that sort of sigh of sadness once I get back into my own car. Like, oh yeah, this is back. It's back to back to reality instead of instead of what what cars should be. But in any case, uh, speedy recovery, my to re- my cousin Pat, and uh, I, I am grateful for the opportunity to spend some time in his Model S, even if it was uh, not under ideal circumstances. I want to kick things off with a phone call this week. I had I got a good number of phone calls while we were away uh, over the holidays. 
First up is Zach from Idaho. Uh, he wants to talk about the Chevy Bolt. It got shown off at CES, which we'll talk a little bit about here coming up. Let's start with Zach and his question about the Chevy Bolt. Go ahead, Zach. Hi, hey Ryan, it's Zach from Idaho. As you probably already know, the Chevy Bolt was recently announced, and I'm calling to see your opinion on if the Chevy Bolt will be serious competition to Tesla in general, and more specifically, will the Chevy Bolt be a serious co uh, competitor with the Model 3? Thanks. Zach, I'm glad you called in about this because I planned to talk about it anyway. I was getting actually tweets from some listeners this past week saying, oh, are you going to talk about the, the Bolt? Are you going to talk about Faraday Future? Yes. Let's start with the Bolt. Uh, in case you missed it, it was shown off uh, at CES this week. That is the, now the crossover of cars and tech. There were a number of cars and a number of car-related things shown off at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas this week, which our company, IGN, does cover. I've, I've not yet had the privilege of going to CES. I'd like to go one year. It'd be kind of fun. I mean, especially, you know, Vegas in January isn't the worst place to be. I mean, it's still the desert, still gets super cold at night. But, uh, yeah, at least, you know, you get... It's not Vegas during the summertime when it's 105 degrees. But in any case, yeah, the Bolt showed up at CES just as the Model X has before it, uh, what... Two, two or three years ago, the X had shown up. But anyway, uh, yeah, so there are, there are a few videos out there of mainstream consumer outlets uh, getting to drive the Bolt, sharing their experiences, their initial experiences with the pre-production cars, and Chevy saying that they uh, intend to start delivering the car this year, by the end of 2016, which is, which is pretty incredible. So uh, my thoughts on the Bolt are, are mixed. There, I, have, I have a lot of thoughts on the Bolt. And I know this is a Tesla podcast, but obviously the, the Bolt is, is, a, is a very uh, relevant car to the Tesla conversation for a number of reasons. One, it is, I don't know if you'd necessarily call it a competitor to the Model 3. It's a competitor in the sense of it's the, uh, the first, it's a long range mass market priced EV. So in that way they're in the same class um, but at the same time you know the the model 3 aims to be a more BMW type car you know a bit more upmarket even though it's you know mass market price but a bit more upmarket than you know the bolt which is of course more you know sort of the Toyota Camry well actually Camry's big car but in any case you get what I'm you get what I'm saying so uh, but anyway the bolt what I what I don't like about it is that it's to me the most this most subjective part of what I'm going to say? It's even uglier than the spy picture we saw a, f a little bit of what two or three weeks before CES. And yeah, after watching this the Yahoo test drive video, it's it's not the most attractive car. I mean, it's it's very it's not it's not leaf like uh, where you know again for me the the leaf I've said this and it I hate that I feel this way because it's great that the Leafs and a mass market electric car that you know Nissan is out there trying but good lord to me the the Leaf is the ugliest car on the road the single worst looking car on the road the Bolt is nowhere near in that category but uh, and, and it still it still could change from pre-production to final too so uh, in fact I believe one of the one of the write-ups I saw even said that the the headlights and taillights 
would be getting tweaked for the final production, which which can make a big difference. I mean, look at the even the, look at the difference between seeing the Model X mules as people were photographing those in and around the Bay Area versus the final, final car. It's, it, there's a big difference in that last sort of 5 or 10% of the design. But the Bolt, yeah, I'm not a fan of its looks. It's, you know, as, as I talked about in the original picture leak, it's, you know, it's sort of a little Volte up front and a little Honda Fitty in the back. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's not a great looking car. It, uh, it has no frunk. It seems very simply appointed, which is fine if it's a $20,000 car, but the thing is it's a $30,000 car after incentives. So that could be a little bit of an issue with it. Uh, the other, the other thing to think about with that car is, you know, that we talked about that, uh, that piece in, I believe it was either the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times, I think it was the New York Times, before the holidays about dealers actively steering people away from electric cars because they take longer to sell. They'd rather just push them towards the easy thing they know how to sell. So will dealers play ball with the Volt? Will Chevrolet, uh, you know, will they in, uh, incentivize their dealers to some somehow to uh, to help move the car. Will they educate the dealers and then incentivize them to sell the car? I hope so. Now I did hear you know I've heard I heard from a couple of people after that New York Times story that oh they said they had a good experience at a, at their dealership buying their Leaf or what have you. So that's good. It's not you know it's not a, a global hundred percent problem, but it, you know the, I think the piece by the New York Times was very much valid. Anyway. So, you know, it's, it's very uh, minimally appointed for a $30,000 car. It's, you know, the performance numbers aren't great on it. I think it says 0 to 60 in 7 seconds for it. It's, uh, it's got no frunk. And uh, the other thing is, the thing I think could be the big problem, even, let's say the, the people don't, they look past the trimmings of the car, and they are, and the dealers play ball with it. At the end of the day, okay, 200 mile car, but it's where's there's no charging infrastructure. Chevy is going to have a difficult time, I think, trying to move these cars when when there is no sort of easy, easily identifiable nationwide charging network especially a high-speed charging network for these 200-mile range cars. And that's where, of course, Elon and Tesla have thought, thought ahead from the very, very beginning. And that's where Model 3 is really going to ride in. I mean, if, if, if the Bolt ends up at $30,000 after incentives and the Model 3 ends up at about the same, you know the Model 3 is going to have, without even knowing anything concrete about Model 3 yet, we know, we can, we can with 99% certainty, the Model 3 is going to have uh, superior performance to the Bolt. Uh, it's, it's going to be a bigger car than the Bolt is because, you know, we know one of, the, one of the few facts we know, or at least things we've been told again and again by Tesla, by Elon about Model 3, is that it's going to be a, tw a car that's 20% smaller than Model S. Now, that doesn't mean length, that doesn't mean width, that means overall volume of the car 20% smaller, 
which any way you slice 20% smaller than a Model S is still going to make it definitely larger than the Bolt. So there's going to be, it'll, and it's almost certainly, I would bet the farm it has a frunk. Uh, so you're looking at way more storage space, way more practical usability for a family in a Model 3, plus the charging network, plus the performance. Uh, so we'll see. And then whatever else, whatever, oh, and I believe uh, Chevy said they're not going to be doing over-the-air updates for, at least for certain things. The car does have a cellular connection built into it, which is good. That is great news. All manufacturers should be doing this ASAP because it sh all cars should evolve after you buy them and get better after you buy them the way that Teslas do. But um, so, but at the same time, let's let's turn and look at this. Um, you know, let's stay positive here. Tesla themselves came out with a quote and said. Commitments from traditional car makers to build electric vehicles advance Tesla's mission to accelerate the advent of sustainable transportation. We hope to see all those additional zero emissions vehicles on the road. This, so, and you've got to look at it from, that is Elon's mission. That is, he doesn't care about necessarily being, I mean, he opened all the patents. This, this is what he wanted. And it's and it's happening. So the other thing, if even if you're a Tesla fan, I mean, we don't we can be fans without being fanboys. We don't have to hate on other things. Uh, I say as I'm about to discuss Faraday Future here in a second, but with you know with the Bolt, it's think about it. The more people that buy the Bolt from a from a major known corporation such as Chevrolet, that's going to get people used to the idea of of accepting and living with an electric car. And the more people that do that, that buy into that, they tell their, you know, that there is a, 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 a effect, a, a, a ripple effect that people will then say, okay, wow, this, okay, I totally, you know, this, this Bolt's got 200 miles range. It's, I'm, I'm totally comfortable with it in town. Maybe I can try to take it on places if I plan a little bit. Boy, okay, and oh yeah, so now what's this Tesla? Wow, okay. Oh wow, Tesla can do all that plus all this and this and this for a, maybe a little bit more money. So it's only it's only good for everything for both Tesla for Tesla and and everyone else that the Bolt does well. Um, of course, the Bolt may be may be production constrained uh, in for the foreseeable future because you know Tesla is having to build the Gigafactory to keep up with demand. You know, is is Chevy going to be able to build more than thirty thousand or so bolts a year? I mean, you'd think probably not. So hopefully they can sell those thirty thousand cars a year. But uh, so it's not the most attractive car. It's it's not the most w nicely appointed car for its price point. It doesn't have the best performance. It there's no frunk space. Uh, so there you know there are some some negatives on the pre-production car, but the overall whole here is this is a step in the right direction for everyone. So this is good news. I mean, I would consider a, a, a Bolt if I weren't just in a position where, with the age of my car, as you can hear my dog Maggie snoring in the background, it's, 20, it's 2016, it wouldn't be Ride the Lightning without Maggie the Boxer snoring in the background. But yeah, I would, I would definitely consider a Bolt uh, if I were in a different position. I mean, I'm just, I'm in the position such that my car is... In fact, my car turns 10 on for next week's show. My car turns 10 years old. 
And, but you know, I, I need to just ride my car out and save, save, save for Model 3. It doesn't make sense for me to, to spend any money on a, on a, on a Bolt for now. But, but maybe for you, it's going to be, you know, maybe, maybe for a lot of you, it could be a good stopgap car for the Model 3 or, or maybe a second car. If, you, if you're an S or an X owner, uh, maybe it's something for your, your kids or your spouse, you know, who knows. But in any case, good and bad with Bolt, more good than bad. It's going to be very interesting to track this car's progress as time goes on. Now, the other one, Faraday Future. This is the company, of course, that's been talking a big game California factory, Southern California. They're looking at a at a at a like a billion dollar plant. Uh, you know, they're they're more or less trying to be the next Tesla. In fact, the company has found well, it's it's employs a lot of key, uh, senior ex-Tesla people or sig- at least experienced ex-Tesla people. And they chose. They finally unveiled their concept car at CES, and they unveiled. Uh, I don't like a fool, I forgot to write down the actual name, but it's a concept car. It, it, it's a, it is a one-seat supercar with, a, with the familiar skateboard design for the battery pack with the batteries in the floor, a uh, sort of modular design where they could make a car bigger, smaller, with, you know, the, make the frame, the chassis bigger, smaller, uh, with four individual electric motors, one at each wheel, the this this one seat supercar is supposed to produce about a thousand horsepower and go from zero to sixty in under three seconds. So this was not what I expected to see, and I think a lot of people were were kind of scratching their heads because here's the thing. Again, I, I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to be a fanboy about this. Uh, I hope they do build their car and they there there were reports at CES of people who claimed to see their real car sort of behind closed doors but why I just don't understand why you show this one seat supercar concept that you're clearly never going to build because the car if you've seen it if you've seen the pictures or seen video of it, it, it you, you couldn't even get it up a driveway it's so lo- it's just the way the thing is it's like an inch off the ground it's just I don't understand what it is or why if it's is it supposed to get people excited about Faraday future it's it's it doesn't make sense I think they should have shown something more realistic and said this is you know it could have still been a concept and so you know like this is what we're aiming for but something a little more realistic I mean are they are they going down the the are they going to follow the Tesla model of starting with the expensive supercar to prove the technology and then move down market step by step from there? But I mean, and plus you okay the car is it's a thousand horsepower one seat supercar that goes zero to sixty in less than three seconds. I don't know if that sounds familiar, but uh, Tesla already builds a car, the P90D Ludicrous Model S. It's already quicker than that, and it holds seven people, seven, five adults, two children. So I was just disappointed by what Faraday Future showed. I, I am not giving up hope that that they might still amount to something, but if if they uh, intend to start production with this supercar, I, I just can't imagine they're ever going to actually build it. But uh, if they do, 
then when is that coming? Is that coming in 20? I mean, they're, they're just going to be years behind Tesla. I mean, I guess everybody's years behind Tesla, except for Chevy getting out with the bolt. But so, so that's the thing. I, you know, I want it, I want it, the more the merrier, right? The more, because think about it, even if you are a Tesla super fan, as, as anybody listening to this podcast is, we want more great options for buying future electric vehicles. It, if we, it could, because competition is only going to result in a better Tesla product, a better competitor product, and a better and more, more good choices are always good. I mean, if, if, if someday in 10, 10, 15 years, because right now for a lot of you and me included, even though I can't afford a Tesla yet, but for, for many of you, it's, literally you go, well, the only possible, like I have, if you've got a Model S, you're going, well, my next car is either, I don't even have a choice. I'm either going to have to get it. I'm either going to get an X or I'm going to get a three because the Tesla has altered your vehicular life in such a positive way for you as, as I, I know it has for so many of you that you just, they're just, you'd never go. There's no other sensible choice of a car for you. And I know that's how I feel too. I, at, at, as of today, short of, uh, if I could, if I could snap my fingers and, and make another DeLorean appear in my garage to replace the one that I had to tearfully part with a few years back, I would, but for a day to day, you know, f- car, there is literally, I, there's, there's just nothing you could, you could dangle, uh, a, a million cars at me and I'm going to, you know, none of them are going to appeal to me except for a Model S or a Model X, or in my case, it's going to have to almost certainly going to have to be a Model 3 in, uh, in a couple of years. So more options, more good options is better for everybody. It's better for everybody. So we'll see what happens with Faraday future, but, uh, I was not expecting what they showed and I was disappointed by what they showed only because what they showed just seemed completely unrealistic. And like I said, even if they build that car, who's it for? It's not for anyone. I, I don't understand it. So um, next, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with Faraday Future next. Uh, on a related note, by the way, Tesla did reiterate again this week with all the, the Chevy Bolt talk and Chevy saying they're going to get start getting this car out by the end of this year. Uh, a note from a Tesla spokeswoman did simply say, Model 3 is on schedule. So that was, Tesla continues to reaffirm that. Uh, and once again, I've said this before, but I expect that if we see any cars delivered in 2017, any, any Model 3s from Tesla, it'll be, it'll be uh, a, a batch of founders cars that you can probably count on two hands in December to, to literally make that deadline the same this in the same way that Tesla delivered model X by the end of Q3 of 2015. Uh, I mean, if, if I'm able to achieve my goal of getting on the signature reservation list, hopefully very, very high on that list. I, I don't reasonably expect my car until early 2018 at the absolute earliest. In fact, you know, knowing Tesla time, uh, I'm just hoping to get my Model 3 signature before my birthday that year, which would be September of 2018. So we'll see what happens. 
we're we're into 2016 now. We're you know what T minus two two to three months from the Model Three reveal if all things stay on schedule. So we'll know a lot more very soon. It's going to get real exciting here, real soon. Now. Let's take a couple more calls from the Ride the Lightning hotline. I love these. Please keep them coming. First up is, I couldn't quite, I believe the name is Rennie? Rennie from the Netherlands, who wonders if Model 3 owners will get free supercharging for life. Rennie, go ahead. Hi, this is Rennie from the Netherlands. I, am, uh, I have a question about uh, the superchargers. Uh, in recent ev media inv events, I hear Tesla of uh, Elon saying that um, the Model S owners will have uh, superchargers for free forever. But what I hear him say specifically is that it is for Model S owners. Uh, I am curious if you may know or have some thoughts about uh, if Model 3 owners will be able to charge for free uh, as well, or maybe there will be another... Um, another rule for them and that's my question thank you very much first of all i would like to say how i'm completely flattered by the fact that i have listeners around the world this is awesome feels that's feels great that there's uh it's not just like my friends and neighbors <laughs> listening to the podcast it's fantastic uh so model three and supercharging now elon has tweeted in the past that the model three will have supercharging and have have you know easy access to supercharging, but it does seem like there have been a lot of debates on this. By the way, uh, very valid debates about this on the Tesla Motors Club forum, and I and it, it's it's tough to know where to land here. I mean, we Model Three will definitely have. I suspect the signature cars will probably have definitely free supercharging out of the gate, just like the Model S, and free supercharging for life. But I would, I would have to think that given how aggressively Tesla needs to price the Model 3, I would suspect that most that the Model 3 will, similar to what they did with the 60 kilowatt hour battery Model S's before they discontinued those, and what they're doing with autopilot now, I would suspect that supercharging on Model 3 will be... Uh, a you know of a, a, a moderate fee when you buy the car either up front or a slightly larger uh, fee after if you if you activate it after you take delivery similar to autopilot but I can't I can't imagine that Tesla's gonna do a whole thing where they implement like a pay to use system because of course it's not like there are kiosks they'd have to go some sort of kiosk down at every every single supercharger. I mean, maybe they wouldn't. Maybe they could do it over the air somehow with your car, you know, with GPS locating, because Tesla knows when your car is supercharging. But I don't know. I, I suspect they will make it simpler than that, because again, remember, the whole point of the Model 3, the Model 3 has to be good enough to, like, just the Model S had to be good enough to... to had to had to be the it really had to be the best car in the world to even get anyone to take Tesla seriously and for the company to gain any traction. Now Model 3 has to be good enough to to lure the mass market buyer such as myself over to electric 
to, to bring us over, to, to jump over that, that uh, valley of doubt of like, well, what the range and the, I don't know, the battery, I don't get, I don't want, you know, it's got to be so good that people go, oh, I, I, I'm going to get that. So, and one way to make the car so good is to be able, is for Tesla to be able to say, as they do with the Model S and with the Model X, you can charge for free on our supercharger network for the entire life of the car. So I do think it'll happen. Uh, but I suspect on most cars, it's probably going to be a paid option, uh, either before or after delivery, the same way it was with Autopilot Now and with the 60 kilowatt Model S previously. Thank you, Rennie. One more call today. Let's go to Raymond out in Waco, Texas, who uh, had, a, had a question uh, about something I said on a recent show. So, Raymond, take it away, sir. Hey, what's going on, Ryan? This is uh, Raymond from Waco, Texas, and a uh, big longtime listener from Podcast Unlocked. I was wondering if we were ever going to get to hear the Duke on the podcast. But no, uh, <laughs> I just have a question, a comment. Uh, do you think the Duke would drive a Tesla? And my comment, uh, a few podcasts back, you mentioned when you were under your G35 how, uh, how dumb you thought um, gasoline cars were. And I don't know, as a car guy, that kind of offended with me. Um, because cars have been over, been here for almost 100 years, and they've come such a long way, and such fantastic, you know, uh, milestones with the 69 GTO or 2000 GTR Skyline. And I was going to ask you if you really do feel that way with Tesla now, and that gasoline cars are just purely dumb, and they've uh, outlived their show. Thanks, Ryan. Raymond, you are very fair to call me out on this. I did say that. Uh, but I, I think maybe, I, well, I didn't mean it as harshly as I think you may have taken it. Um, I would ask though, have you driven a Tesla? Because that's, I think, if you were to drive the car, you would understand. I mean, that's, that really driving is believing in a Model S. But I'll say this. I, I mean, I no, I don't think all other cars are dumb. There are, there are many cars, I mean, again, my beloved DeLorean is my favorite car of all time. It was my dream car. I still wish I had it. Um, and I don't like, I don't begrudge anyone the sound of a nice exhaust note. You know, I mean, I like the sort of silent, uh, just the silent killer that is the, the Tesla where you can just quietly boom, you're gone. But it's like a ninja, like ninja car. But yeah, I don't begrudge anyone the night the sound of a nice exhaust note or maybe, you know, working on an old car with your dad. I mean, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, but but I guess what I was what I meant was for me for me, I just can't see going with anything but a Tesla for my daily driving needs for the foreseeable future if not the rest of my life. Because I've spent enough time in a Model S that, that there are just so many things about that car and that Tesla is doing that I think are just so much smarter, so much more efficient, so much more powerful and more fun than an internal combustion engine car. I mean, again, drive a Tesla Raymond if you can. I you know you're in Texas, so you can't, you actually can't go get, well, you can't buy the car. I don't remember if you can get test drives at Texas galleries or not. I know you can't, they can't like talk to you about price, but I, 
I don't remember if they have test drives or not, but maybe there's a, you know, Raymond, I would say if, if you're listening to the show and I, I really appreciate you doing so, maybe look up, go on the Tesla Motors Club forum, look up the Texas owners group. There's a sub forum on the, on TMC that, that's go, that goes by region of, of sort of, you know, I won't call them, uh, owners, I won't call them clubs necessarily, but you know, kind of regional, just, just gatherings of owners that do get together. Maybe go, if you haven't driven a Tesla, go, go attend a meetup somewhere near you. Uh, and, and maybe, you know, I don't know if you might be allowed to drive one, but at least somebody will take you out in the car and you'll at least get to sort of experience the car. But, but that's kind of where it is for me. It's just that I've spent enough time in the Model S between when I reviewed the P85 two years, well, two, almost three years ago, to when I reviewed the P85D last year, to my uh, bit of time in, very brief time in my boss's 85D with uh, testing out autopilot, to my various times over the last three years with my cousin Pat's car. I've spent enough, I've done enough miles in a Model S and, spent, and lived with it just enough to know that it's, to me, a just quantum leap forward from which I don't want to come back. I don't want to come back. I, you know, it's not to say that a, a Lamborghini or a Ferrari or a, or a, you know, maybe a truck, you know, doesn't have its place. I, you know, I don't really have a use for a pickup truck in my life, but maybe you do, you know, maybe you, you, who knows what you're up to that, uh, maybe your line of work or your, in your family life, it makes a lot of sense, but just, yeah, I, I don't think all cars are dumb. All other cars are dumb. But I, uh, what I meant was, for me, uh, I just wouldn't even consider anything else but a Tesla at this point in time. I hope that clarifies it. So thank you guys for the calls. If you've got a question, comment, discussion topic for the podcast, you can call up the Ride the Lightning hotline anytime. You just dial the toll-free number and you leave a message anytime you want. You can do that by dialing on the phone or by dialing via Skype. The number is 1-888-989-TSLA. That's 1-888-989-8752 on the phone. And I remind you that if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they are special. The recordings can be podcasted or just put onto a keepsake. Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. Be right back with this week's Tesla news. Just a couple of stories this week, but key stories. First up, Tesla reported their deliveries for Q4 2015. Uh, Wall Street was, of course, very, very curious about these, given that Tesla was supposed to finally start getting Model Xs out the door. And Wall Street's always curious, but especially for the fourth quarter, the end of the, the, end of the fiscal year for Tesla. We saw insane growth for the Model S, just unbelievable growth. Uh, they delivered more cars in the fourth quarter than they've ever delivered in any quarter ever over 17,000 cars, but only 208 Model Xs were delivered 
by January, excuse me, December 31st, 2015. In fact, I was reading uh, the Tesla Motors Club forum a lot over the holidays, even more than I usually do since I wasn't at work. And I really had a great time following all the threads in the Model X forum. Uh, a lot of signature reservation holders, Tesla did their best. And a lot of people actually, there were a number of people that took delivery on New Year's Eve. And then Tesla can count that as a 2015 delivery. So that's, that's a heck of a way to, to, <laughs> to close out a year and start a new one for you folks who got, uh, got to take delivery of your signature Model X on New Year's Eve. So 208 Model Xs, by the time you hear this, by the, even heck, by the time I'm recording it now on Saturday night, uh, that number is certainly well more than doubled, I'm sure, by now. Uh, and, you know, and Tesla said they were focusing on basically quality over quantity. They wanted these, they want these cars to be as good as possible. They don't want to have, you know, have them coming back. Uh, so they are, it is a slow, they, it, they claim that it is within their production ramp, the, within the guidance of, of the production ramp that they'd set for them, themselves internally. So 208 X's get into people's hands by December 31st. They continue now week by week, of course, as production will continue to ramp up. I think the first quarter right now, uh, you know, now through, the, through March 31st, should be a pretty monster quarter for Model X. Uh, all the signatures should get out. Those handful of founder by referral cars from those of you that had earned enough referrals from the Model S referral program to qualify for purchase of a Founders Edition Model X, and uh, you think well, you would think we should be seeing the production, the first production reservations being fulfilled here in the first quarter as well, probably by March. Uh, if not by March, you would think definitely April, but there's a good chance of those happening this quarter as well. So uh, I'll say I still I haven't seen one on the road yet. There was just that Founder Series car uh, while I was walking my dog that was parked in, in, a, in the guy's driveway that I talked about a couple, uh, what, one or two shows back. Uh, given that I live and work in San Francisco, I can't imagine that's going to last too much longer. Uh, this is obviously, it's Tesla home base. It's their, their home turf. I see uh, a lot of Model S's every day. So I suspect I'm going to be uh, catching eyewitness in person to a, a Model X on the road sooner rather than later. I will say, so far, I think the Sig Red doesn't quite look as nice on the X as it does on the S. It still looks nice, don't get me wrong. But I, I love it on the S. I love that color on the S. I don't think it quite, the, the X doesn't quite wear it as nicely. However, I think the uh, ocean blue, Tesla's new blue color that maybe some of you haven't even seen in person yet because the color came out fairly recently. I, I haven't even seen too many of them around here. But the that ocean blue is stunning on the X. I think it looks even more incredible on the X than it does on the S. I also think white looks, either white, uh, looks phenomenal on the X because of that, with that bold, that nose cone free uh, front fascia, that front end, you get that, that stormtrooper look going on with the white. So um, 
good stuff. Just the, the X. It, it is kind of a shame that there aren't any X-specific colors. But uh, I, I suspect Tesla will get there in time. You know, they're, they're trying to be as efficient, uh, as lean, mean, and efficient as possible. So both cars have, have the same color choices. But um, yeah, that, that blue is, whew, some, that blue is gorgeous. I saw it at the, at the reveal event back on September 29th. And it, yeah, it was stunning. Um, but yeah, Sig Red and White also, also high on the list. Of course, to each their own, but uh, yeah, good. So look for many more Model Xs hitting the road in the first quarter. Now, the other really fun story this week is uh, those, all of you are going to be finding this out firsthand, those of you who are Model S or X owners, and that's firmware 7.1. Software version 7.1 is out. For those of you in Europe, like Rennie, who called in from the Netherlands, you're getting Spotify in the car. We talked about this on the last show before the holidays. Spotify is now rolling out to Teslas in Europe. But America, oh America, we get something fun too. Uh, we get Summon, the Summon feature, which, which Elon talked about in the original, uh, the sort of the original autopilot reveal. So... The Model S and the X, I have to start lumping them both together now. The Teslas in America can now go in with, with no one in the car, with no one in the driver's seat, can now put themselves into or out of your garage. Uh, they can open the garage door by themselves because auto opening and closing of garage doors is now has now been added to the Homelink feature that the car's always had. So the car can open the garage door by itself, back out by itself, or pull in, open the garage door, get into your garage by itself. Uh, I watched a couple of YouTube videos of this in action, and I was completely blown away. Because in one of them, actually in both of them, the car you know, course corrected itself to line up super straight, I just, it completely floored me. I mean, as much as I love Teslas, I was just like, it, it, I watched these videos and I went, I want this car so badly. Like, it made me want the car more than ever. Oh, more than ever. I oh, just, it, I, I couldn't even, could barely contain myself. Uh, and, and I imagine, seriously, that I think people are going to see those videos and uh, I think it's going to sell some cars for Tesla because, again, it made me want one, even though I already wanted one. But it, it sort of, it just totally lit a fire under me. Like, oh, I want that so bad. But just on the cool future car factor alone, I think that's going to sell some cars. Uh, so, yeah, take a look on YouTube. Of course, if you're an owner, you should be getting your software any minute now if you haven't already. It does... It does roll out to the fleet in waves, uh, so if you haven't seen it yet, you should be seeing it any time now. But uh, yeah, give it a try. I'd, I'd actually please call in uh, with your experience with it. If if you find it, if you find it cool, if you find it uh, just gimmicky that you won't actually use it, I would love to just hear your thoughts, good or bad, or con preferably constructive. You know, if you don't like it, why, and how could it be better? Or if you do like it. 
You know, why? How is it, how is it uh, useful for you? Again, give a ring. It's, the, the hotline is toll-free. You just leave a message, 1-888-989-8752. I want to hear about Summon because it's amazing on paper, and the YouTube videos I watched were so cool. Just so cool. Oh, it made me lament that I can't afford a car, the, the Tesla, even, even more than... I lament that every day, but it, it took it to another level. So uh, drop me a line if you're a Model S owner. I'd love to hear about it. All right, that brings up uh, the end of the show almost. I'm going to take a quick breather here, come back, do a few housekeeping items, and then we'll be on our way. Be right back after this. All right, time to go. Wow, that was a... I really talked a lot. I clearly hadn't done the show in two weeks because I blabbed on even more than usual <laughs> this week. You can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. You can always email the show. That's uh, I'll see that at teslapodcast at gmail.com. You can... Uh, Donate your Model S to me, care of uh, at IGN in San Francisco. No, I'm kidding. Uh, kidding, not kidding. Uh, no, <laughs> but if, yeah, if you're a video gamer, if you're a video game fan, check me out at my day job at IGN.com. We are the world's number one video game website. Reviews, previews, features, news, everything happening in the world of video games we are covering at IGN. On a personal note, uh, I mention every week, I've got a little t-shirt website on the side, a lot of cool video game and geek-inspired designs. It's nerdstyles.com. Gonna hopefully be getting some new designs up soon, but please take a look at that. If there's one that strikes your fancy, maybe order it for yourself. T-shirt season will be here before we know it, right? <laughs> uh, I'll also, I kindly remind you to please subscribe to Dave T's weekly Tesla newsletter, which you can do so for free at teslaweekly.com. Dot com. It is a fantastic resource that helps keep you up to date on everything happening. Tesla, uh, just hopefully in the same way this podcast does. And uh, I want to thank Jens for uh, continuing to help me. So in my time with my cousin's Model S, since I had it, I was living with it at my parents' house, I went, oh, I should go out and see if I can get Ride the Lightning on it. Turns out... Uh, it's, it's a little goofed right now, and I've sent an email to which I unfortunately have not yet heard a reply from the tune-in people. The only way to get it in your car, in your Tesla right now, is to actually go uh, follow it on the tune-in website. You can't actually access it directly through the car, but if you go follow it on the tune-in website, and then if you're logged in in your car, you can go to your favorites and it'll show up there. So uh, that is the way, but the, the, you can search either Tesla podcast or uh, Ride the Lightning. Should, you should find it that way too if you go to the TuneIn website. So I'm trying to get it so that you guys can actually access it directly in your Teslas. Um, wish me luck there because, I again, fr I haven't heard back from them, which is a little bit disappointing. I emailed them like a week ago, but... In any case, that is that. That's it for the plugs. I want to thank everybody so much for listening uh, to my just absurd Tesla uh, drooling that I do here every week. 
I love these cars. I love what they're about. I love what they do. Uh, I can't wait to, you know, somebody asked me recently, I was doing, uh, uh, somebody was doing, interviewing me for their podcast and they said, well, why did you start doing a Tesla podcast? And I thought about it and I was sort of talking a little bit, but then it, it kind of hit me and the real, the reason, the real reason that I could just boil it down to the, the reason I started doing this podcast, you know, yes, I love Tesla and I love talking about it, but ultimately the reason I started doing this show is because I feel like it's my way to be a part of the Tesla community and contribute to it without actually being able to afford to own one yet and to be part of the owners community. So I hope I hope uh, I hope my hope this podcast adds a little enjoyment to your to your Tesla uh, lives, whether whether you are an owner or whether you are a fellow enthusiast who's who's uh you know waiting to for model three to to be able to afford to to actually buy in yourself so that's why i do it because hopefully this this is this is my contribution to the tesla community hopefully you enjoy it uh, if you made it this far on the show i would think that you would actually because now i'm just babbling uh, i'll hit the road for this week again thank you all so much this was Ride the Lightning episode 23 for January 10th, 2016, and I will see you all again next week.